last night I almost called the lift driver back because I was like, oh, I think I left my paintbrushes in the lift driver. And I moved my hand to like text her and I lifted my paintbrushes in the hand that was texting. And I was like, you were a moron. Isn't it amazing we went to the moon? <laughs> make believe money make believe make believe money three five folks discuss fictional finance make believe money welcome to make believe money i'm liz i'm damon i'm dan What's the topic? We are talking about Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Did they do the, the like, at any point during the Iron Man, like in the first movie, right? Like, Iron Maiden's Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Like, he's had, like... Someone knows what my rating's going to be. This is, like... Uh, this is a total aside. We can cut this out. But this is, like like, a big, like, favorite thing of mine is when... Like modern blockbuster movies just don't only go for like a classical score. Yeah. Like, um, I it struck me as just like so tonally inappropriate in um, Mad Max. Yeah. That like it makes sense when you're with like um, you know Max and the other heroes and they have like these like sweeping orchestral like sounds and whatnot. But like aside from like the one like. Guitar, the, flaming guitar the flaming guitar guy, like the baddies also had the this like John sweeping Williams or, score. John Williams yeah. score. And I was like, that seems like you're sending me an incorrect message here. Like, give me like an electric like gnashing sound with these guys. Well, yeah. also even that, like aside from that, that's also in a very different time period. Whatever you said, the, the music is not like in. It's for the audience. It's not for the characters. If you can do something like Iron Man that exists today. Yeah, mm-hmm. cover like, that in contemporary music. And also, like, if I was Iron Man, I'd probably have some kick-ass music playing in my helmet. Yeah. Like, it God wouldn't be, that's like, like that's why I'm going to listen so to, cool. you know, Bach. I'd be like, hey, you know, maybe throw on some, I don't know, some Creedence Clearwater and let's do this <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> let's kick it with CCR. Yeah. I don't know. That's, like, the the opening, like, the one of the opening set pieces for the second one is, like, he jumps out of an airplane and, like, he actively turns on music in his helmet as he's like uh, flying down to the the exhibition space. I legitimately have no idea if I've seen that movie or not. <laughs> it's very of any of any MCU thing with Iron Man in it. Iron Man 2 is the most forgettable one. I think I saw it. Maybe, I don't know. Let's talk Let's talk. Let's talk ratings. Plot. Well, first of all, to be clear, I'm not just talking about Iron Man. We oh. kind of got off topic. Oh, okay. We're going to talk specifically about the value of rea- arc reactor technology. Oh. Ooh. Okay. So put that aside. Now we can do plot and ratings. Plot and ratings. So are we going to stick to the first movie when that gets invented? I don't think. Um, It's pertinent across a couple of different ones. I'm actually surprised they haven't done like more plot with it because it's like you go for like, you know, government espionage. Like that's the thing to talk about, I think. Right. Or industrial. Industrial espionage, yes. not government espionage. Yeah, that's um, the other guy. Does the other? Yeah, <laughs> um, because yeah, I the the two main sources I, I I referred to or that are valuable are the first one because arc reactor tech be, kind of becomes a thing there, uh, and then actually the second Avengers, whatever it is, where he like lights up his whole tower. 
with that's, arc reactor tech. That's Avengers one. Is that a that's a major problem? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah that's because they come. Yeah, because it knocks it off, and it's just the A. Because left and, yeah. Loki has to bring the thing to Stark Tower because it's the only that's thing with the power source with enough power. Yeah, totally right. <laughs> and then the top of Stark Tower is where Loki gets like smashed into the ground. Yes, yes. puny god, puny god. Yeah. Um. So, so ratings, really quick. Yeah. Because plot's a little. I think plot will kind of depend on. Yeah, plot's well, we can, secondary. Yeah, but. arc going uh, the whole arc, pun intended, of <laughs> Iron Man is probably enough to get what you need to know out of yeah. this. Uh, I'll start. I'm gonna give myself. Oh man, what am I gonna give myself? Uh, you were very. You leapt into it. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna give I myself. Got this. I'm gonna a tell my don't number. Know. Um, I think I'm gonna give myself a four. That seems high. I don't know. We are only like... talking about like MCU Iron Man here. Okay. To so make you feel better. Movies Iron Man, I feel like I've seen <laughs> everything with Iron Man in it except perhaps the second and third Iron Man movies. I may have seen the second one. I cannot remember. <laughs> I don't think I saw the third one. That's the one with sweaty Mickey Rourke. <laughs> no, the second one was with Mickey Rourke. What was in the third one? The third one, he fights uh, Guy Ritchie. Uh... In like a Guy Ritchie, Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce, not Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie's the director, right? Is he? Who's Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie's the director <laughs> that you like that does like, uh, friggin' the like, like fur lined leather, yeah, stuff. Okay, lots of yeah. fur lined leather. Yeah. <laughs> did he direct that one? He did not. Oh. Uh, uh, Shane Black actually did, which is oh, why I like that one. Other a lot. things that I like. He is uh, Shane Black. Is this is a total aside? We can cut this no, out. No, I need this. Shane Black is um, <laughs> Liz, a screenwriter. Liz is going up. Her Please ratings going up all the time. <laughs> Shane Black is a screenwriter and filmmaker who um, did a lot of like. Uh, buddy cop action things in yeah, the 80s. Yeah. He wrote like Lethal Weapon and oh. all that kind of stuff. Um, he also did Kiss Kiss Bing Bang is like yes. his biggest like modern thing that, makes that sense people why like. He works with, with Robert Downey Jr. Yes. It also makes sense because Iron Man 3 is completely set at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man 3 he does fight Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yes. Aldrich Pierce. Killian. Get the beers. Yes. Um, I've not seen that one. I feel like I'd remember Guy Pierce just because after you see Guy Pierce in Memento, you make a point to remember Guy Pierce. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like the main baddie in it. Just kind of a spoiler. I don't care. It came out like seven years ago. You've had time. Um, yeah, this one especially, you've had time. Also, if yeah. you're keeping current with the MCU, you've got bigger problems. Yeah. Um, and it's like he is experiencing like PTSD following the events of Avengers. Sure. And like. Because he went up um, into space. Uh, spends a lot of time died. outside of the suit, um, mostly uh, to make sure that he gets paid as much as possible for it. Because the. Uh, Wait, Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. So Robert Downey Jr. is. Comp- I think with most like superheroes with like full face obscuring masks, is that, like they're only compensated for the screen time that they are like. Their payment is based on the amount of like full face screen time that they get. What? Even if oh, they got to do like voice work? You really want to be a Thor yeah. or a Captain America, huh? Let's talk well, about Thor Hawkeye. and Captain America also get paid a lot less than Robert Downey Jr. does. That's fair. <laughs> so, True. Um, which is fair. Like he, you know, the whole 20 film franchise is built on his back. So like, I guess he's like, he feels tired now. Sure. Yeah. It and feels like, like that felt like a rude thing to say. We felt can like get into my Doctor ideas of spoilers episode. for. We're sorry, Robert. <laughs> sorry, Robert. We can get into my ideas on what might happen in Avengers Four, but like, oh. um, <laughs> no uh, spoilers here. No spoilers here, but 
Yeah, so that's basically what happens in Iron Man 3, which doesn't sound like you saw that one at all. I did. You would probably remember it. I maybe saw Sweaty Mickey Rourke, but I don't think so. Sure. Um, that one sounded boring to me. So that, that's your rating? You're at a four? I'm at a four. I'm going to say four, because I've seen everything else. Okay. Uh, given that, I'll put myself in an eight, then, That sounds probably. about right. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I did see the second one, and the third one, <laughs> and I like... like I admittedly think that like Iron Man Two is like the third most steaming pile of garbage the MCU's put out. Oh, and that's wait. sad. What's your worst oh. MCU movie? I don't like Ultra. Cars Two. No. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I did. Cars a... Two is one of his favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Cars Two is a beautiful movie. <laughs> um. Uh, Ultron. Ultron's your least Age of favorite? Ultron is probably my least favorite. Is it just because he was going to throw an island at the world to kill it? No, that's actually like, my favorite part. What? Um, <laughs> Uh, no, like, I think it was just, like, it was a clear, like, ideological break in how they were, like, setting up the franchise, because I think it was, like, they had been plotting it in a certain way, and Age of Ultron came out and, like, was mangled Mm -hmm. because of what they had been doing, and they saw it, responded to it, and, like, you can see, like, several films later, the course correct. With oh, like with how like, they changed the way they were producing things. Thor goes down into that pit or whatever and sees a view yeah. of what Ragnarok was supposed to be, yeah. and then Taika Waititi took over, and we were like, "Nope, not doing that." Yeah, <laughs> Ragnarok was kidding. <laughs> Ragnarok was going to be a much more of a bummer of a film before Taika Waititi came on, it's and so much like, better. It's going to be on Netflix soon. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, and like they clearly like kept the title only because they had that stupid like meeting where they announced like 17 titles all at once. Yeah, that like, bothers me because they do that for, now they've done that for that and they are starting to get closer to doing that for Star Wars too and it bugs me. I'm like, don't lock yourself in on a thing when if it's bad, like yeah. change the date or change the title or change whatever you need to change. What yeah. if nobody goes to see Han Solo? Are you going to make another one? Hard to tell. Hard to tell. It's too soon to tell. Probably really. they will definitely make another one. Yes, probably. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's my, that's my lowest one. Um, that said, like, I'll still watch Age of Ultron like three times in a row. <laughs> um, <laughs> At you know, Christmas, like the rest of America. Better than a lot of other like garbage that gets put out and people pay to see. So true. And good fair. performances um, all around. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, all that to say, like, I really dig Iron Man. Like it was something that I fought, fo- I actually followed the production of Iron Man like pretty intently because I was a big fan of. Uh, the animated series that he got uh, in the 90s, like when like um, the X-Men TV show and oh, yeah. there was a, the Spider-Man TV show and there was a Fantastic Four. It was like a two-hour block where you watched like all four of those back-to-back. And like I was just super enamored with that one because it was so different. And it was a story that I didn't know from anywhere else mm-hmm. either. So, um, But like I was on like Yahoo movies, like, message boards in like 2000 like two um watching people debate whether or not like tom cruise would wind up being iron man uh or if like jack black was going to be this like cgi monster like modok thing and i do feel like if you were ever going to do modok you kind of have to cast jack black i think so mostly because his head is most of the way there already (laughs) Uh, two little feet on his chin and call it a day (laughs) um but yeah, like uh, it was the thing that I was super excited about when it started, and I'm still. It's ten years later, and I'm along for the ride. I can't wait to see the next 
stupid Marvel thing they put in front of me, <laughs> and I'll like, pay twenty dollars to experience it. I was like, that's almost like those reviews they make people do right after they step out of a Broadway theater. But like, you know, they're like, oh man, I loved it. I will see anything. This is it forever. I'll watch any stupid thing you stupid people put out. <laughs> I mean, I get it. That's me and Star yeah. Wars. I will watch them till they go down in flames, and I'll keep watching them. I say that, but I've ghosted on like the last like three Netflix um, MCU series. We watched Jessica right. Jones again. Jessica Jones, the, I will follow that, and I'm excited for the Luke Cage series that's coming out Same this summer. I liked them both best, but I tried to do. I did Shield for a while, and then it kind of meandered. Shield's Damon, coming around. Damon I am like is it coming back around. I don't think that's true. Like, <laughs> I think Shield's been Shield the whole time. I, I did like one through I didn't hate like one through three and then I got to like four and five and I was like what is happening? It is a long Here show. I is, leave the room for ten minutes and come back and they're on another planet and someone's dead and another person turned blue and there's like someone's missing arms. <laughs> Here's the thing I love about Shield is that it like it is just all plot all the time and like they don't stop. They don't stop. They don't they don't take time explaining anything they can't. after if they it's happened. Pause for breath; they'll get canceled. And like the char- like the characters keep pace and they move along and they like grow with where the plot goes. And like, See, that's where I push back a little bit. Is I felt like I did feel like that. I was like, okay, there's a lot going on. That's fun. And it almost got a little repetitive because I was like, I don't feel like there's a lot of character growth. I feel like it's we defeated a bad guy, and now I'm like. They defeat a bad guy at the end of an episode, and I'm like, all right, we got five minutes left, so the five minutes is going to be setting up the new bad guy mm-hmm. that we will defeat next episode before I was we say, had another bad guy. I say all of that. I mostly mean that like Fitz's character evolves in really wonderful ways, and I think that's only because the actor who plays Fitz is amazing. He's that's the best. Fair. He's, the, he's best the best actor one. on that show by far. Like, and Damon also has a big crush on Simmons, so that's I part of it. it. She is yeah. very attractive. She is fine, guys. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, as long as I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> Everyone settle down. <laughs> um, we are both hot and now bothered in this apartment. Gross. Yeah. We need to put the air conditioner in. We do. Um, um, what's your rating, Dan? Yeah. I probably will shoot the gap. I think I'll go right at a six. Okay. okay. Four and you're an eight. I probably seen all of them, have a clear memory of all of them uh, movie-wise. I'm probably a little deeper than the average person on the Marvel Universe, but like... It's a deep well. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a long way from from being at the bottom of it. But, like... I feel like you could, like, know... Like, there's a there's a bottom to all of the movies. You could, like, know all the movies, like, top to bottom pretty well. But as soon as you're like, I want to know the source material, yeah. then you're like... I will say that. I have for years. just enough source material to be dangerous. Yeah. And by that I say, I'm, like, very... Ner- like, But I would Nerd-like. give myself a five for knowing the movies. I know just enough to be a six. Okay. Just enough. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm an eight in the MCU. Like, if you open it up to, like, Iron Man comics, like, writ large, it probably pulls me down, like, three points. Sure. Which would pull, I think, all of us. Probably down three points. (laughs) Um, That makes sense. So we want to talk about arc reactors, though, specifically. Do we need to do a little Do a a tiny thing to just tell people what the arc reactor is and how it goes. Yeah, I don't think we need to do, like, a movie plot, but let's just do what is arc reactor. We can do, like, the opening... The opening of Iron Man one, yeah, basically. You so, do. Uh, uh, what you need to understand is that uh, <laughs> Tony Stark was an arms dealer uh, who he runs this international corporation that creates um, arms for militaries, and he is um, on a demonstration with the U.S. military when they are attacked by a um, fictional terrorist organization that abducts him. Um, and want to coerce him into building them a bomb 
um, uh, in their secret lair hideout thing. In lieu of doing that, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark uh, decides. Sorry, I need to back up a little bit. Actually, I'm about to say he gets. So hurt. while he's a, while in the attack that he is abducted from, he gets a piece of um, shrapnel stuck near his heart, and the muscle is slowly pulling it closer to a more like um, uh, vital organ and to like uh, arteries and. Well, no, it's like <laughs> pulling it towards arteries and whatnot. That it like when they like cut that he will bleed out and die yeah um so in order to um to stave that off he has to create this little electromagnet that will um like keep it vibrating like keep the metal static so that it doesn't move further in like pushes it away from his heart while his heart's pulling it closer exactly equilibrium it stays where it it is but they can't pull it out either because that'll kill him too yes because in order to get to that you have to cut through a bunch of other stuff and it yeah, nothing you can do in a cave. Sure. Um, Even though you so have a very friendly doctor available. He yeah, he creates this little electromagnet um, that uh, is more than an electromagnet. It is a small nuclear reactor that he puts. In well, his originally he does have a small electromagnet it, it attached is. To like a car battery. Yes. It, um, yeah, he carries it around with him. But it, he, I can't think of the word. He improvises on top of that a tiny little um, nuclear reactor that he puts in there, which is strong enough not only to keep the uh, the metal in place, but also to operate a small piece of machinery that he creates that is the Mark I uh, Iron Man armor, um, which uh, he cleverly hides uh, the construction of in the appearance that he's creating this bomb for them. Um and then uses that armor to break out of his imprisonment. Goes back to real life, builds like a high tech version of his uh, little nuclear reactor um, uh, that is strong enough to uh, to power the complete Iron Man suit. Um, and then this is all based off of technology that he already had in place, running uh, his fact uh, his factory, his like. Um, yeah, he miniaturizes something he, else. Yeah, he miniaturizes this technology that he already knew about, but in doing that, he makes it that much more efficient and something that he can then like slap on all kinds of stuff to power wonderful, you know, super machines and um, crime fighting outfits. Yeah. yeah. So he always has one in him, but by the end of, well, not by the end of it, but like pretty later on, he has just suits that have them independent of. Yeah. Being in this yeah, he's got friends thing. who can be Iron Men people too, and yeah, they... and even just autonomous ones that are flying around, yeah. seeing people. Yeah, um, yeah, great. So <laughs> that's that's our reactor. That's our reactor technology, and it's basically, like I said, it's basically a little, a little nuclear reactor that you know previously was powering uh, his factory that he then put in his chest to power a bomb that he wears around. You know, like you do. So. Like, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the question basically... Becomes, Is there some sort of financial advantage to that kind of technology? Yeah, would, <laughs> would providing free, unlimited, basically clean energy in the palm of your hand have any sort of commercial benefit? Oh, probably not. I did a lot of research. The answer is no. <laughs> Thank you for joining Episode us for Make Believe Money. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, as you might imagine. So here's the deal. In my opinion mind research in theory this would replace 
every form of energy we currently use. I think the argument could be made. Yeah. It's small. It's relatively clean, seemingly at least, or totally clean. I think it does refer to, because that's a point of escalation in the second movie, is the yes to create a new element. Right. So I was thinking, like, second generation, yeah. where it becomes seemingly totally clean. I think so. It is, like, a magnitude more efficient. Um, like, if there is waste, it is so minute that it's nearly non-existent. Yeah. No spoilers, but in uh, the most recent Avengers movie, he talks about how he's got, like, a new generation thingy. So, kind of spoilers, because, like, he actually finally goes through with surgery to remove the shrapnel and everything at the end of the third one. Oh, okay. Well, so I figured I would miss something about Iron Man. Yeah, so, like, that's a thing. And it's, like, the emotional point of contention in the, the third movie is that, like, he is becoming, like, hyper-vigilant about uh, the events of the of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, he feels like the next wave is coming, and he needs to be just so prepared for yeah. this thing that's going to happen. And so, like, he can't stop being Iron Man, even though, like, he is, like, getting older, and, like, he and Pepper want to start a family, things like that. Um, and uh, it's, like that's the point of contention there. So he has it removed. And so that thing that he's wearing in the newest ones is literally just to power the suit. Um, the newest one is also like nanobots that like make the suit. It's uh. like, yeah, it's cool. Like liquid metal. He looks Black. like a Terminator. It's awesome. Black Panther <laughs> style. Like, yeah, it sort of like appears appears. on him. Yeah. It looked like it was made of a running suit, but I guess that's like part of him. Well, that's just his clothes that he was wearing. It, like, it all came out of the thing. Yeah. Like, but it looked like it was part of the running suit. Sure. But anywho, so our current main force forms of energy are petroleum, natural gas, coal, nuclear, and renewable. Okay. Almost everything has an issue. Obviously, most of them have waste other mm-hmm. than renewable. Coal and nuclear... There is waste in like producing like solar panels and whatnot. Yes, though. that's yeah. true. Coal and nuclear, you can't scale fast. It takes forever to build a factory, and once you build it, you pretty much have to have it running constantly or it doesn't work economically yeah mm-hmm. you can't just shut it down for a while especially nuclear you can't shut it down right otherwise bad things happen yes wind and solar you need a ton of upfront cost um to get it because it's not like you can start producing slowly and ramp up like you need it's, it's on or it's off and then also with a lot of the renewables while they're much cleaner they there's no storage Right. Right. They're mm-hmm. not on demand. If the wind's blowing, you have solar, you have wind. If it's not, you don't. And then oftentimes you need to supplement with something like coal, nuclear, whatever, that you can produce on demand. So in theory, there's no... This becomes a very cheap, very clean nuclear fu- fuel, which in theory replaces everything we have today. Yeah. yeah. There's just no reason it wouldn't. There's nothing that it's worse off then, which it should now because the big issue with... Nuclear. It's running it cleanly, but it's also the waste. Yeah. We have the technology to shoot this stuff into the sun. I don't know why we bury it underground. We're yeah. very dumb things. <laughs> Neither here nor there. I, I can see a concern about putting nuclear waste on the top, on the tip of a missile. <laughs> that we that still we have trouble getting at. off the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our average yeah. is a little... Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You raise a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that is a... That is a uh, now we create a space elevator, all bets are off. <laughs> yes, that's true. But you're right. That that version of an oil tanker going down is it's a little rough. Yeah, yeah. it's it's bad news bears. <laughs> um, 
All right, fair enough. <laughs> anyway. One day, though. Yeah. So here's what I did. I figured out how much it would be worth if it replaced the entire U.S. power generation. Whoa. I'm excited for this number to get very large indeed. Um, so it's U.S. only. Now, in theory, it could go international, but guys, I have limited time to do research here. <laughs> sure. It's U.S. only. It does not include the cost to produce the reactor or the fuel. Okay. okay. Fuel may be expensive. The reactor, clearly not a ton to produce because he does it in a cave. So I can't... I mean, again, you have to imagine the higher energy versions maybe are a little bit more sure. oofa to But if he could produce, do it, but, like, whatever at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he can pull DIY pieces out reactor. of these missiles that he's made and make one, it can't be the hardest thing that any human being has ever done. Right. Uh, and I don't include any profit margins on here. I'm just talking what would it sheerly cost because they'd be the valuation like of just, this technology, just the energy production. Well, what is it replacing? How much does it cost right now that it would be replacing? Well, okay, okay, fair enough. Sure, hit hit us with it. Yeah. Okay. So there's two measurements you're going to hear a lot of. Well, one is BTU, which mm-hmm. is just a measure of heat, um, yeah. which is how we measure power generation. The other one is megawatt hour, um, and that's what you'll hear more of. So that's another way we measure energy production. So the U.S. uses or produces 97.4 quadrillion BTUs per year. Quadrillion? Quadrillion. Have we had quadrillions on the show before? No, I believe this is the highest number we've used. Mazel tov. It is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5. So it's numbers... 15 zeros. 15 zeros. So it is 97, 400, 12 more zeros. Wow. That's uh, too many for this brain to handle. (laughs) Uh, The good news is megawatt hours, there's three, basically three and a half, roughly, million megawatt hours per BTU. So we're going to be using mostly megawatt hours, of which we use 28 billion. Okay. You're not going to have to know these numbers. Don't worry about it. We're going to break it down further and further and further. Wait, wait. Let me make sure I'm understanding you there. For every BTU that we create, we get three and a half hours of... So Sorry, no. Flip it around. One megawatt hour is is 3.4 million BTUs. Okay. Okay. So we only use only 28 (laughs) billion, 28 and a half billion megawatt hours, even though we use... 97 quadrillion BTUs. BTUs. Okay. 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 I'm up to speed. Okay. (laughs) I'm doing my best. (laughs) Okay. Here's what you need to know. Here's what's interesting. So, the breakdown of how we use energy. 37% is petroleum. Now, what's interesting about this, and I'm going to say it interesting a lot when it's probably not to you, but here it is. Oh, I'm interested. Most of the petroleum we use is not to generate electric power. Almost all the petroleum is fuel. Oh. So like cars and boats yeah. and planes and whatever. So we're actually going to kind of deal with that one a little bit separately because basically what it is, I looked at all the sources of power, figured out the cost of each of them, and then put them all together. Petroleum's a little different because we don't use it to generate energy that's then used in your lamps. Sure. Right. 29%, the lion's share of what we use in the home, for example, is natural gas. is coal, 9% is nuclear, Okay. and 10% is renewable. Man, I kind of thought we had a better ratio on that one. (laughs) 
We're getting there. Okay. What's interesting is how many types of renewable there are. Geothermal, solar, wind, biomass, biofuel, wood, hydroelectric. They're all broken down. And I actually have all those numbers too. So maybe Whoa. it's been a while, but maybe I'll put this spreadsheet in our show notes. It's been a while since yeah. we put one in the show notes. But sure. There's some interesting numbers in here. So what you do is when you have those numbers, you break down that 28.5 billion megawatt hours by fuel source. So for example, we use about 10.5 billion megawatt hours of petroleum, about 8 billion of natural gas, 4 billion of coal, two and a half of nuclear, and almost three of renewable. Okay. Okay. Everybody with me so far? Yeah. I'm on board. Then we need to find what's called, for each fuel source, what's called, what's called the levelized cost of energy. L-C-O-E. It's the acronym. Levelized cost of energy. Okay. Because not all energy costs the same. A lot of things are very cheap. For example, coal is pretty cheap, or even like nuclear is actually somewhat cheap. But kind of to your point about solar, a lot of times these startup costs are so high that it's not really apples to apples to say, let's compare natural gas and nuclear, for example, because one may be cheaper to run, but if it costs billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to build a plant, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. Or if one plant's going to last 100 years and the other one's going to last 20, yeah, it's cheaper right now, but that's not really fair because we'll be using this one for much longer. So the levelized cost of energy is a stat put together by a bunch of different places, but that is trying to levelize the cost of energy. Okay. So what is okay. nuclear if we include startup and shutdown and dealing with the environment and dealing with getting rid of waste and like putting that all together? And how does that compare to the entire cost of coal? If we have to mine it and ship it and burn it and build a plant and do the whole kit and caboodle. Sure. Okay. Put it all together and try to compare it, the whole thing. Yeah. That all fair? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have the amounts that we use in megawatt hours. Then we just have a cost per megawatt hour. So I feel this feels like a game show. At number one, coming (laughs) in at, at $148 per megawatt hour is nuclear power. It's our most expensive. Okay. 102 for coal. Mm-hmm. Okay. 60 for gas. 50 for solar. 45 for wind. All right, wind. And notice I didn't have petroleum in there because, like I said, we're going to do that one a little bit differently. Sure. Okay. So, I mean, that's it. Basically, we know how much we use. We know how much they each cost. So basically, I'm just going to do that calculation where I take, okay, if it's $150-ish to use a megawatt hour of nuclear power and we use this many hours, it's times by each other. Okay. Cool? Yeah. So, natural gas uh, was, oh, where's my, hold on, I didn't say, where's my natural gas number? Oh, 60. I just called it gas, that's why. (laughs) Um. So, at $60 per megawatt hour, and however many hours I said, which was about $8 billion, it is roughly $500 billion. Yeah. $500 billion. Per how long? For the entire U.S. For a year. Yeah, yeah, this is all for a year. For a year, okay. For a year. Okay, okay, all right, a year, okay, okay. a year, okay, all right. (laughs) 
<laughs> Coal, 430 billion. Nuclear, 378 billion. And then renewable, 218 billion. Uh, it seems like this renewables idea might be a good idea. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the big problem is, can you generate enough? No, probably not. Not yet. But we're getting there. Yeah. That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the big problem right now is we just can't generate enough consistently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in general, where you can, it's very effective. Yeah. That's why we're going to eventually have our highways made out of solar panels and our roofing and oh, the whole thing. Don't buy into that. <laughs> <laughs> roofs, Damon. roofs, and parking lots, sure, but like Dame is not on the solar highways. panel highway. Highways are not, I don't think, a good idea. That's neither here nor there. But like, I've got opinions too. Parking lots, though. <laughs> parking a, lots for sure. Parking a, lots for sure. What we do is we get a, autonomous vehicles. We don't need parking lots. We turn them all into lots. solar farms. <laughs> yeah, we turn them into solar farms. Yeah. <laughs> Damon's got hard opinions about parking lots and solar highways. <laughs> yeah. It's Among other things, I contain multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we got so far. Then we had to do petroleum. Because like I said, petroleum's a little different. It doesn't really have an LCO because mm-hmm. we're not using it in a nuclear plant right? or, a, or a plant of any sort, really. We're basically refining it, turning it into gasoline, shipping it out. Sure. Okay. So all we do there is we figure out what a barrel is worth. So one barrel is 1.7, basically, megawatt hours. Okay. So... Just a little bit of an extra step. We figure out we had, I think for that one, it was about 10.5 billion megawatt hours. So we divide that by that 1.7 and then figure out how many barrels we need to produce that. Okay. And then we times it by a cost per barrel, which I believe I did just the last year average from April of 2018 through last April, April 2017. the cost of petroleum kind of changes with what, like, the market, like, the people who are selling it decide it's worth. 100%. Yeah. But so does the cost of all of this stuff. Okay. Right? If you think about it, like, this is, this lever, lever. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was doing so good. (laughs) You've said a lot of numbers. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Very well. And so far, I haven't, haven't screwed up too many of them. The (laughs) levelized cost of energy is a little bit more stable. Okay. Because it has things like building a plant and it has things like mining it out of the ground. And it has things like that some of them, the cost of coal may change, but a lot of the, it's pretty minor when you compare it to everything else that goes into coal production. Sure. Yeah. Oil will absolutely change, but that's based on, yeah, what's produced and how much and where it's refined and all those sort of things. So that changes much more, which is why I averaged out the last year. Because just looking at it, it looks like it goes from as low as $40 a barrel to as high as almost $70 a barrel. Okay. So it is a little bit dependent on what we choose, but I figured I'd do this for last year, more or less. Yeah. So that's $56 a barrel on average. Okay. Which means petroleum is actually only $351 billion. Okay. So natural gas is the most expensive because it's... $100 per megawatt hour, and it's the second biggest oil, petroleum's a little bit higher, but a little bit lower cost. Sure. I feel that. Feel that? You feel that? Yeah. All right. We're on board. Get back to these quadrillions. (laughs) Well, it's pretty simple. Yeah, we don't need to go back to the quadrillions, luckily. Now we just need to add all that up. Okay. So we have the five-ish major ways that we consume energy, have how much of each one, Times to buy a cost for each one gets us a grand total. Well, you got. So, the arc reactor, 
Again. Did you look at the notes? No, he has, uh, when he like counts I, out. Oh, you have to count out the number of zeros so I know <laughs> the scale. Um, so, the arc reactor. Assuming no profit margin, US only, total replacement of our energy system, but also no cost to build. So there's a couple caveats. One trillion, eight hundred and seventy-eight billion, two hundred and fifty-three million, seven hundred and thirty-nine thousand three hundred and ninety-nine dollars. That's how much an arc reactor technology is worth. If you could replace Everything every single else. energy any every other energy production in the US without a profit margin. It's only like a <laughs> hundred times the wealth of like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> like Oh yeah, I don't even know what Jeff Bezos is it's worth. It's like two twenty right now, I think. Is it two twenty? Yeah. Oh that guy. Jeff Bezos. Home address. <laughs> Wait, does we, he listen to make believe? Can money? we ask our friend? Hey Alexa? What's Jeff Bezos's net worth? Thank you. Okay, let me make sure I type that in right. Always say thank you to the robot technology. Million billion. All right, so 1.8 trillion divided by 133 billion. It's 14 times his net worth. Cool. In what? A year. In a year. In a year. In a year. Oh my gosh. In a year, yeah. his in net year. worth. Yeah. Remember how we were talking about your not net including worth all. Is like- of- not including all of Tony Stark's like limitless wealth that he appears to have coming had. into the series. Yeah. So Gosh. here's the thing. We talked about how Black Panther, I think, was maybe underappreciated in terms of his wealth when we did it. Mm-hmm. Not Tony. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's got him beat. Oh, nope. Tony wins. Now, there's some externalities here. Yeah. Would Tony Stark choose to charge exactly replacement for what people were using? Probably not. Right, like if he could just come in and say, "Hey, it's now thirty dollars for all of your megawatt hours. No matter what, it's thirty dollars. Whether you're coming from nuclear, coal, wind, whatever, it's thirty dollars. You can use an arc reactor. God bless. You know, sounds great. But I'm just saying, like that would lower what he's making significantly. So it just it depends on what number he picks. Like there's a million other strategic business decisions. But in theory, the worth to the consumer, what they were already paying. So what if you could just replace it and say, hey, it's more longer lasting, cleaner. There's other benefits that aren't monetary, so you should be willing to pay the full price of what you're already paying. It's worth $1.8 trillion per year in the U.S. Fudge. Now, there are And we some- would use it all on Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you brought it in. Thanks. Just now, there are some other worries, like putting small nuclear reactors on every individual vehicle in the U.S. Sure, sure. But we were trying to make, like, hydrogen stuff work for a while there, so. Yes, hydrogen is explosive. Yeah. (laughs) It's important to me that you know, Liz, (laughs) that one of these substances is more dangerous than the other. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if we're going to talk about exploding things, we might as well go whole hog, you know? (laughs) No? No, I think we're just, I'm, I'm reeling a little bit from numbers. I'm reeling a little bit from the heat. Oh, yeah. It's It's hot in here. here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's an absurd number to, like, sit underneath. I mean, let alone that that much money is, like, moving around in the world at all, you know? Oh, and it is. Yeah. It is. This is all real-world numbers to get us to this number. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Now I want to know how much it would cost to make an arc reactor, like... 
the reactor itself, I don't think, is that cost prohibitive. I yeah. think it is the fuel that he puts into it. Because I know specifically, like, he has to build, he pretty much has to build a Large Hadron Collider in his house yeah. in order to create the fuel that he creates in the second one, in oh. the second Iron Man. Which I may have seen, because I kind of remember that. <laughs> yeah. But then again, the question is, he's using something that's drawing a lot of power. Yes. If he does that one, like, and this is what I don't know, this is where I can't break stuff down. I don't know how many arc reactors this would take. Like, right. the one in his chest, the second gen that's cleaner, could that power a building? Could that power a city? Could that power... Yeah, you know, like, I don't yeah, know... like, are we talking one for every appliance you have, or, like, right. one Right, is there for one in house? every car, think... or do you have a charging station that plugs into you, the one in your house, or do you have a charging station that plugs into the one in your county, or do you yeah, have a charging... Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, like, I wonder, because he... He has, like, a little speech at the beginning of Iron Man 2... Of uh, Avengers... Because, like... They're lighting up that building. They power Stark Tower with this technology. And I think he has some speech of, like, this will power this building for this long. Oh. And, like... Um, no, I'm not going to make you go hunt that down right now, but, like, Quick, I think that would... Netflix. That would add more. That would add more, like, context for what this can ultimately do. I was going to say, we could come back and figure out how many arc reactors he needs to build then. Um... In order to replace everything? In order to replace everything. Just like if, okay, if it's going to, we could figure out what is an average building that size cost. Yeah. And if it's going to replace it for Be- 30 years, then it produces this much. Well, and I do recall it being on a factor of like. A thousand years. Yes. Or some crazy like, thing like that. It is longer than anyone would have to worry about powering that building for. Yeah. Like. Wow. So well, that's the thing about nuclear fuel is it's very long lived and it's very cheap once it's set up. Um, the bigger thing is even if that is the case like hey you could use one arc reactor to do the whole US you would definitely need to have more than that because that is target A number one for anyone and everyone who has hostile intentions you're going to want a couple backups and maybe a couple decoys our our power grid is already shitty and vulnerable with some very key points that are subject to not enough redundancy you certainly don't want to change all that to put it on one thing yep. in one place. Uh, yep. To be fair, it is one thing protected by an Iron Man. So. <laughs> that is fair, which is <laughs> yeah. more than we you can say for our current power grid. Yeah. You've got an Iron Man. You've got a, you know, well, Thor is international, I you guess. You've got a Captain America. You've got a Captain sure. America for sure. You've got a couple of side dudes for all of that. You've got a Black Widow. I mean, Hawkeye got is Hawkeye. definitely US specific. Uh, and but, um, Black Widow, yeah. Hawkeye, I mean, he's great, but I think he's more small time crime. That's fair. Did you see? Did you see Deadpool? It's like international espionage. I just I always like. Uh, well, uh, no, I just more like was thinking of Civil War when he tries to fight Vision, and Vision's like this. No, this isn't gonna end well. <laughs> he like slows Here, him down. You talk to him. Like, <laughs> he, he like slows him down, and then Vision's like, "Well, that was kind of a neat trick. Now Bye. things are gonna break bad for you." The in Deadpool, he says something, he's like incapacitated, and he goes, ugh, give me a bow and arrow, and I'm basically Hawkeye. <laughs> like, aw. He doesn't have his powers anymore. <laughs> like, aw. Yeah. That's right. Hawkeye's great, not in the movies. I need to see Deadpool 2, too. It's pretty fun. Deadpool 2, also. also. <laughs> it was a fun one. It's kind of a, a very much popcorn movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what you're movie. getting into for Deadpool, Yeah. Though. Yeah. So that number was enormous. I do think I am going to have a hard time 
topping 97.4 quadrillion for anything we talk what about we, ever what, again. What even would you... Grains of rice and something? Like, what... Sand, I would think. Sand? Yeah. I don't know about rice. Yeah. It's a well, lot I mean, like, Maybe I was thinking about, like, what movie scenario would it come up in, and I keep coming back to Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that we see 97.4 quadrillion. Uh, how many atoms do we see in the movie Ratatouille? There you go. Quadrillions. You, are you it's hot? So you're hot, hot sleepy? <laughs> Damon needs a heat nap. <laughs> That's called uh, a stroke. Uh, yeah. Poor guy. We're going to take Damon to the hospital. Low energy. Sorry, guys. You're all right. Yeah. You've contributed. This was fun, though. Uh, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Um, as always, thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Dan, this is it. Yep. This is the last Tomorrow. time. Tomorrow. Tomorrow being Wednesday a day. I'm not going to pull up my calendar. But okay. Wednesday a day, I will pull probably sometime after work. So... In the evening. You have till the evening tomorrow. To rate us and review us on iTunes. Yep. Tell whatever you think about us. Doesn't matter, but hopefully something nice, because we we love you. Yeah. And we do this for you. That's true. That would backfire way big if they're like, like these people suck. <laughs> give me my $50 for charity yeah, you now. Give, you give someone 50 bucks because you randomly pick them, and they're like, hate us. No Nazis allowed. That's a caveat right now. Yes, I will not give. Yeah. Charity... Not that I feel like I have to say this, but like so you know. 501c3, nothing political, nothing terrible. Pick kids or animals or homelessness. Pick nature, something, something, yeah, nature, good. something that we all love, and I'm into it. I love homelessness, huh, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pick a charity that helps make more people homeless. It's called the Koch Brothers. Uh, uh, you're not wrong. I was about to say, I mean, you can all you want. That shit is right. It's not about you, it's the state of the world. Um... Uh, yeah, so rate us and review us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice, but you'll do the most good for us and possibly for your charity of choice by reviewing us on iTunes. Um, tell three people who don't know us about the show. Follow us on your social media of choice, Facebook, Instagram. I think we're at M Make Believe Money Podcast on both things. You'll find us. Make Believe Money Podcast on Facebook for sure. I yeah, know yeah, I'm pretty sure we're Make Believe Money Podcast on Instagram. MBM Might be podcast? MBM podcast, I think. Google it around. I'd have find to look. It. I don't want to get my we phone We tag out. things. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and catch us next time on Make Believe Money. Bye. But really, Mickey Warwick deserves all this money. Oh, yeah. Because he, sure. stole, he, because he stole the technology from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. So. What?